The Honduran hammer showed up. Martin Baumdonado, four home runs. The Astros come home and defeat the Nationals 6-1. to We'll talk about this and more on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we update you joins for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I know Brett used the tickets to go to the game tonight, and he had a fun experience, so go check out GameTime. And guys, you know what else you need to check out? Check out the Locked On Astros podcast. Make us your daily listen. Make us your first listen, and become an everydayer, whether it's on... Um, YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. Make us your daily listen and become an everydayer. And so we've got a lot to discuss. And I, Dusty Baker kind of made a um, little sly mark there about Jordan Alvarez and how long he's going to be out. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about today's game. It was kind of a... Um, nothing burger until the fifth inning and mm-hmm. then Mauricio Dubon powered up so to speak and then Hunter Brown he he did really good in this game he was uh, kind of trying to nibble a little bit too much but uh, he was pitching out of trouble and uh, what did Dubon uh, do and there's a whole bunch of milestones in this game yeah. and then we're going to debut your segment which is the wide world of baseball which is looking at baseball across uh, the league and uh, so a lot to discuss, and the big thing of today is the Astros win. And I, I know it's hard to say with the team that is doing so good, but you have to win, especially when the Angels are kind of nipping at your heels and the Rangers. I'm not sure if they won or lost this game or not. Well, look, um, the Rangers actually lost 7-3 to three to the Angels, so we gained – we are three and a half. We're closer to them, and, you know – it's kind of a gift, like manna from heaven. The Nationals, I hope we just take these next two, make it easy. Um, it would be nice to get within a half a game or even get even time or get on top of them here in the next few days. The Look, the Astros came home. Um, we know that Alvarez is out, and we have, again, Maldonado and Diaz both in the lineup together. Um, Diaz, DHE not catching, Maldonado catching Brown, where – I really thought that Diaz would be the catcher for Brown pretty much for the whole season, but that's that that has kind of turned. But tonight was a good game. Tonight was a good game because you you had guys like Abreu. You get a multi game hit, a, a multi hit game. Um, he's making hard contact. They just looked. They looked like they were glad to be back. They looked refreshed. They looked like they had energy. And you know, Hunter Brown started out a little shaky. 
Um, but he found the zone. He was a little wild at first, but he was he he does his thing. Hunter Brown gets pumped up when he comes back. He would get ahead of hitters and the Astros. I mean, the Hunter Brown forced him to hit into double plays, and I think that was key too, because there were a couple situations where things could have unraveled for Hunter Brown, and they did not. So four home runs today on the game. Dubon. Kyle Tucker, um, which is only his ninth home run on the year. Um, Maldonado, or as I call him, Bondonado, and then Chaz McCormick. Now, Yiner Diaz got up with bases loaded, and Eric, from where I was sitting, I thought that ball was going out. That ball kept climbing, and I was like, I think it's got enough spin to carry out. If he would have gotten just a little less under it, that ball would have gone through the window, through the glass. If he would have barreled that ball, he absolutely crushed that ball. He just got completely under it, golfed it like a nine iron and or like a pitching wedge, I should say. But, man, if he would have hit a grand slam, that, that place would have gone bananas. Yeah, and I, I think uh, on the TV it wasn't – it kind of looked like it was going to die. But uh, there's a lot of uh, situations. I think that was his second time in the season where he's come up with bases loaded or something like that. But uh, I think what we saw today was uh, Patrick Corbin kind of controlling the offense for the, the first part of it. Uh, he allowed some trouble, but so did Hunter Brown. But then overall, you saw the Astros kind of just wait for their moment to strike, and they did. And Mauricio Devon hit that home run, and earlier in the game, he had that um, that great swing that looked like – I mean, I got excited. I thought it was just looking at the swing. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be a home run, but uh, it, he just didn't have enough on it. So what we're seeing is not only is he making better contact, but we see him hitting for more power. And so that's something – uh, that we can look forward to. But overall, this game, you had, a, what, four solo home runs. And yeah. Dusty Baker said after the game, we would like to have some runners on base. And in fact, with Kyle Tucker's home run, if um, Altuve wouldn't have got picked off, you would have had a runner on base in that situation. But uh, Altuve is going to be overly aggressive sometimes, and he went on first move there, and it was a pickoff. So there's some situations where the Astros still make some boneheaded plays. and But this was a great game overall, and I, I want to kind of uh, – we'll talk some more about the, the milestones and kind yeah. of um, some of the other home runs in a second. But Hunter Brown, Hunter Brown did what he was supposed to do today, dude. He just went out there, pitched seven shutout innings, and it just looked like he was getting himself in trouble at time. And it's like, okay, this guy is not going to last that long this game. But you look at the pitch count and you think, wait, he should be throwing a lot more pitches. But he's going out there and doing what he needs to do. And it's just impressive to see some somebody as young as he is. He pitched seven innings, only four hits allowed, three walks, four strikeouts. His ERA on the season is 3.35. But at some point, Brett – they're going to have to start limiting his innings to kind of save some innings for October. Cause last year we we're talking about this on the relevant app. Uh, they last year, he only pitched 126 innings during a regular season. And that's not including whatever he did in the postseason. How long are they going to let him pitch this year? Is it 160? Is it 180 max? We don't know. So earlier in the season, and I would have to go back and watch the actual episode but I predicted that he would need between 160 and 181. Right now, he's at 13 games started, 75 innings pitched. 
So if you just double that, let's say he gets 26 games started, that is around 150 innings, okay? Um, you may maybe give him about 16, 17 more games. Oh, heck, you could give him a give him a cool 20, and you're probably looking, touching around 170, 180. Now, like you said, and workload is key, and we have talked about that, and, you know, we talk about rest days and all that stuff. I'm wondering at some point if you're going to see – you know, Hunter Brown, like they're going to go to the five-man rotation. But I think if they go back to the six-man rotation at some point, that helps Hunter Brown. He has more time between starts. You don't have to rush him in there. Um, I think as long as he's not – as long as they're monitoring his velocity, as long as they're monitoring that he's not wearing down late in games, let him keep going, you know. Yeah. We forget these guys are young, and we forget that there was a day in baseball. There was a time in baseball, Eric, where these pitchers would throw two, almost 300 innings, and it, they never batted an eye. Um, speaking of innings, I don't know if you saw, but Stanford just got through heartbreakingly beat beat the Longhorns. I'm sorry to the Longhorn fans, but they had a pitcher one game throw 156 pitches and get 15 strikeouts. It was a college kid. Yeah. And someone's like, yeah, he'll have Tommy John next year after yeah. that. But I think they're well aware, and you're right. They do need to be careful how much they're, how many innings they give. I think if I think if Hunter Brown can get out of a game with a shutout and he's maybe 85 pitches, that'd be a good way to get him out. You know. Yeah. So in this game, you you saw situations where he had runners on second and third with no outs, and he was able to strike them out and uh, get like a big uh, ground out or something like that in that situation. But the big play in this game for Hunter Brown, especially, is there's runners on in um, in seventh inning. I don't remember what the situation was, but you had um, the guy that's in the top twelve or whatever it was in outfield voting. Uh, Jake Myers out there and he made this great catch in center field mm. and uh, you should have seen uh, I don't you didn't see it because you're at the game but Hunter Brown's face inside the well you saw him out on the field but inside yeah. the dugout he's just like man this is great I can't hey. believe you did this and so, it just was a cool experience and you know that he's gonna buy Jake Myers some type either, either dinner Rolex or something for that well, so so I did see his reaction. Like after the catch, I looked at Hunter Brown. I saw his reaction. And then when he came in, he looked directly at Jake Myers. He's like, that's right, baby. Let's go. And you could tell, yeah. like, the way Hunter Brown walked into the dugout from the field, dude, he had his chest puffed up. He was so pumped about that. And so, um, look, and let me tell you, there's something else you can get pumped about. That is Game Time. Game Time is a great app. It is the only app I use to buy tickets if I don't already have tickets. Um, so use the Game Time app and use the promo code Locked On MLB to get twenty dollars off your first purchase today. You need to realize that it's not just baseball games; it's concerts, it's plays, it's operas, it's comedies, whatever you want. I mean, come on, why wouldn't you want to go? To use an app that's easy and if you go to an event and you find a ticket in the same section and same row for less they will credit you 110 percent the difference that's right you get images of your seat before you buy them you know exactly what to expect you buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email download the game time app and create an account 
and make sure that you go and purchase tickets. It doesn't have to be weeks in advance. It can be the day of the game. There are terms that apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download the game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So uh, there's uh, several milestones in this game and it was actually pretty cool. Um, so if you didn't get, you weren't like Brett and you didn't go to the game, you didn't get to watch it like me, you can always tune into the action and on Sirius XM. So the next game is going to be Wednesday night at 7.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast on Sirius XM with the SXM app. Just search Astros and just go ahead and listen to all the play-by-play calls there as well. So, um, yeah, that was a great game, and uh, there's a lot of milestones in this game. And Dusty Baker said after the game, he's like, well, typically I don't have to make additional lineup cards for all the milestones that were made in this game, but there was three. And um, poor Jeff Blum only had 99 home runs in his career. And now wow, you have right. you have Martin Maldonado get his 100th career home run. And so now Martin Maldonado can go up to uh, Blummer and say, you know what? I have more home runs than you do. And so that was one of the milestones on the night. The other one was um, uh, Abreu got a his 15th, sorry, 15th, 100th career hit in the first uh, in his first at bat. It was a double. And he did ask for that ball. And that was a big career milestone for him. And he also was two for three with a walk in that game. And then you had the big one of the night, which was um, Jose Altuve with his thousandth run scored, which is a big, it, it, a lot of people can get hits, but to get all the way around the bases and score, you got to have good teammates around you or yeah. you can steal some bases and Altuve finds a way to score. And that's what he's done for a long time now. And so he's going to continue making all these milestones. Yeah, he is. And you're going to see him just just tack on the numbers because um, he's well on his way to a Hall of Fame nomination. This guy, God, if he's not first ballot, I think it'll be absolutely criminal. He'll be second ballot. The guy is a surefire Hall of Famer. He will be the third Houston Astro to go into the Hall of Fame if Billy Wagner doesn't make it there before Altuve does. So if if Wagner makes it, he'll be the fourth. Wagner, if Wagner well. doesn't. So yeah, I, well, I mean, good. he is. You know, Wagner is trending, trending up. up, but okay. but like I'm saying, I don't I don't know for sure. I'm not a I'm not a fortune teller. I I can't predict it. Um, but I I, I think um for more reasons than not, he definitely deserves to be there. Um. But look, this team is out there doing this, Eric, four solo home runs without Jordan Alvarez. And before the game, uh, there was an exchange with uh, with Dusty Baker and with Chandler Rome. And Chandler Rome asked Dusty Baker, uh, "Do you have any information on on um, on his MRI?" Right? And Dusty Baker's like, "I don't even know if he's had an MRI." And then Chandler Rome's like, what do you mean you don't know he had an MRI or not? And they went into this whole HIPAA thing. And then they said, well, you're going to have to talk to um, you have to talk to the trainer um, about that. And then, you know, Chandler Rome's response was they've never made that guy available to us at all. Um, This is basically what what he said. Dusty Baker said that he did not know whether he went for an MRI. He said that even if he did, he couldn't say citing HIPAA told the other team 
reveal players had imaging done all the time, Baker said to ask trainer Jeremiah Randall. The Astros do not make Randall available. Look, what is his famous quote for tonight? He said what? He's a he ways away. He's a ways away. Yeah. He's a ways away. So look, I don't know what's going on. I'm not saying the Astros have to tell every fan what's wrong with every single player, but it just seems to be more of a common theme than not that this team plays coy and they're afraid to be transparent. And I don't know what I don't I don't know what that goes back to. I don't know if that goes back to being burned because all the 2017 stuff. I don't know where that comes from, but there's not many other teams that I ever hear that word HIPAA used and why they don't reveal a player's injury. You know what I'm saying? It, it just seems a little weird. Well, yeah, I agree with you, but they have their reasons. And I I hope that Alvarez is back sooner rather than later. But uh, all the signs, you heard Dana Brown say that he's likely not going to be back by the time his by uh, June 19th, I think, when his um, – He's eligible to come off the IL. So we already know it's going to be a little bit extended uh, stay. And we know that he's not right. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to be a little bit longer than we think. And so there's something there, but they just haven't told us yet. So hopefully it's nothing that's going to be uh, season ending because he no, is the Astros I offense. I no, just think I it's something that's just nagging. So. I don't know. Nagging, like a ways away doesn't seem nagging to me. Nagging yeah. nagging would be like he'll be back by the All-Star break. Like they would give us a timeline. But the bottom line is this. They can't cry over spilt milk. They don't think about it. Um, they've got to go out and perform. And they did. They went out and they performed. And, hey, um, this pitcher for the Nationals, I know he, he was once a really sought-after pitcher. Patrick Corbin, and mm-hmm. someone asked in the chat, hey, will he be available at the trade deadline? Is he a guy that has enough veteran, good, you know, solid work in his past? He is 91 and 110 over his career. He does have 1,500 strikeouts. I don't know why you slid out of the picture on that. <laughs> There's nothing embarrassing about that. Uh, Patrick Corbin used to be – one of the most sought after guys has signed big contracts. And if there's any team that can work with a guy and fix him, I think it's this guy. He's a lefty. He's a lefty starter. And I mean, he might be worth going and looking at when we get to that point. I mean, um, he, you know, recently hasn't been great six and 19 in 2022, nine and 16, but they're going to have to go out and not be able to spend a whole lot of money, I think, or do something because they won't have to give up much, I think for him. I don't know. I, I don't know his contract situation is either. Uh, teacher, um, yeah. can I talk? Um, yeah. Next year, this year, he's making $24 million. Oh, okay. Okay. And next year, he's due to make $34 million. Or, okay, sorry, never mind. $35 million. Okay, I didn't know that. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of his contract situation. I was just thinking, hey, can we fix him? Bring him over here, right? Because that's what the Astros do. That, that was my mindset. Okay, thanks for sharing me the details. Thanks yeah, so like that, that would be something where if you want one of their outfielders or you want something, you want like one of their stud guys and you're going to give up some prospects and they're like, no, we're not going to trade you this guy. But if you'll take Corbin, uh, if you take him, Patrick Corbin off our hands, 
we'll go ahead and let you take this guy. We still want some prospects for this guy, but we'll go ahead and give and you just have to take on that entire salary. And so right. if that's something Astros are willing to do to get a certain player. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't that's a salary wasn't, dump. Yeah, I wasn't privy to his uh salary. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, never mind. Scratch that. I was that's, just going off. That's why. I, that's why I slid off the screen because um, Brandon and I had this exact conversation earlier, and I'm like, "Do you know how much he's making?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "It's a lot of money." Um, yeah. So, anyway, but uh, looking at uh, what what uh, happened this game, uh, I think we already talked about Alvarez uh, Dubon. Yeah. I did great. Uh, we already talked about the milestones. So uh, coming up, we definitely got to talk a little bit about the world. What, what, uh, sorry, wide world of baseball. That's a little bit harder to say. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening around baseball. And uh, a pitcher that just beat um, cancer came back. And unfortunately, he's going back on the IL. Uh, mm. That's something we can discuss. And just what's going on around on baseball in general so uh we'll discuss that in a second but yeah that's right um if you and your buddies want to find a great place to hang out like we do go to Uria hooters look houston's got them all over webster seabrook pasadena pearland stafford humble katie sugarland and i'll tell you some more towards the end of this i want you to know that in sugarland they have a give a hoot charity golf tournament benefiting the v foundation that is helping the fight against breast cancer the tournament's june 15th go by their sugarland store and sign up also if you want to play three on three basketball get your buddies together and go to pearland hooters in Pearland, June 24th. You can sign up. You can join that. You also can hang out at Hooters in Galveston in Baytown. There are three in the city of Houston all over the place. Anywhere you go in Houston, there is a Hooters. So check it out. And they have happy hour from 2 to 7, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to close. Anytime $3 Blue Moon Drafts or $9.99 Michelob Ultra Pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. Check it out and tell them that the guys from Locked on Astros sent you. And the Astros play the Nationals Wednesday night at 7.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast with Sparky and Ford with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right, so a couple of notes from today's game I, for, I forgot to mention earlier is that uh, Hunter Brown had a career-high three-double place. Um, so that was cool. And then also Martin Maldonado broke a 0 for 17 um, slump. So uh, as good as this game was, it, he's been in a little slump here. So uh, definitely something to kind of watch out for. But Abreu is kind of starting to hit a little bit, and you see some more consistent offense. I like Mauricio Dubon leading off as long as it's Mauricio Dubon leading off and not anybody else. If, if, it, if it's anybody else, it should be Jose Altuve, not um, – not Jeremy Pena or Chaz McCormick. Uh, I think Devon needs to do that. And somebody asked earlier in the show, uh, has Devon done enough to be all-star? I think so with the respect that who he, he was filling in for. He was filling in for a perennial all-star, Jose Altuve. So, yes, to fill in his shoes, I think he's done enough to be all-star. Now, will that matter that much? I'm not really sure. But uh, to kind of get this wide world of baseball started, I do want to mention what's happening in Oakland. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but um, they I think Vegas did approve the fact that um, I, I think Vegas did a lot, uh, approve the funds to go ahead and have Oakland uh, mo- go and move over there and build the stadium. Mm-hmm. But the A's fans apparently were doing a reverse boycott tonight. And yeah. they actually went out 
in droves. You know how nobody goes to A's games? That 27,000 fans went to tonight's A's game. And at a certain time during the game, they all got quiet. This is a coordinated effort to just mm. say, sell the team, keep the team here, uh, or just whatever, because they don't want to lose their team. So this is um, like, why would you support a team if you know that they're not going to be here? Right. Yeah. And and this is this is kind of my take. Um, the Locked On A's uh, host, Jason Burke, put together a video. I, I didn't get to add it in to, to our episode, but if you guys want to know more about that, um, that that protest, go give him a listen, go give him a follow, check it out. But my my thought was, if y'all can get 27,000 fans there, why haven't y'all been showing up in droves all season to show the owner, we want you to stay, look, we're here. We're going to be here through the thick and the thin. I don't know. I understand why they weren't, why they weren't wanting to support them. Um, I actually heard um, from a friend that they had actually uh, hired, um, they had extra HPD officers at the Astros game tonight in case there were people there to be in support of the A's reverse the reverse protests because reverse they were boycott re- reverse boycott because they were some people were supposed to rush the fields in different major league stadiums. Uh, major league baseball had sent out kind of a letter to all the teams. And so a friend of mine that works for the Astros sent that to me and said, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot more cops here. You'll notice than normal because of this. And I was like, I'll be really surprised if that happens in Houston. Um, but look, it sucks. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I mean, the A's have had some great teams in the past. Um, I followed the Bass brothers. I was a big Mark McGuire fan growing up. Um, I love that. I love the 88, you know, 89 teams, you know, the ones that went to the world series, but it, it just stinks for them. But you know what, in the world of baseball, dude, there's so many things that you can look at and point to, and you've got to start with Shohei Otani. And then I'm also going to talk about Marty Maldonado. Shohei Otani, three years in a row, has logged 100 strikeouts and 20 home runs. Three years in a row. There's only one player that's done it, and Shohei Otani's done it three years in a row. What he is doing is next level. He is boss battle mode. He is the GOAT, whatever you want to call him. He is doing things that no other baseball player has done, and it's an absolute shame that he's on the Angels. Sorry, Angels organization. Y'all have done nothing for this generational talent, and when y'all lose him, it's going to be even more disgraceful, I think, for that organization. But from what I'm hearing, the Angels are going to go very, very hard after him, and I promise you they're going to make a ploy because, look, they kept Trout, and they they kept him in there. But another story that I don't know a lot of people have talked about, and someone actually mentioned it. I was going to mention it tonight. I don't know if you've heard about this Ugandan catcher that went viral, Dennis Kasumba. He was Uganda. He he wanted to be Uganda's first ever major league player. So he put videos. Someone put videos of him training, and he was training with tires, standing on tires. He had his glove was literally a piece of cardboard. He's he's got his feet raised on bricks. I mean, this guy is using anything and everything he has. He got sent professional catcher's equipment from Martin Maldonado. He has a full catcher set. He's now in the United States, and his catching gear is actually provided by Martin Maldonado. The full getup, the orange and stuff he had on tonight, he sent him that. 
And so Martin Maldonado is a good dude. So um, Kasumba, Dennis Kasumba is actually over here. He's made it over, I know, back on the 30th of May. Um, ben Verlander said, look, he's made it here. He's 18. So he's hoping to become the first Ugandan MLB player ever. So, you know, hats off to the kid. Stuff like this is what makes baseball great. Stuff what Otani does makes baseball great. And when the Astros win, that also makes baseball great. Um, you know, there's going to be some other things come up, some other milestones, but I just thought those were two stories we need to look at before we go. Yes. Um, going back to the Astros for a second, I do want to talk about Gary Sanchez, but before I forget about it, if uh, somebody asked or I maybe I just asked myself or who has the most runs in Astros history, Biggio has scored 1,844. Bagwell has scored 1,517. Berkman has scored uh, 10, uh, sorry, 1,008. And then uh, Altuve is at 1,000 now. So um, Altuve should be catching Berkman pretty soon, maybe nice. in a couple, maybe in a year or so, year and a half. Uh, Wait, how far is he away from, from Berkman? Um, eight. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll catch him. What, yeah. in runs? Yes. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll catch him, like, like, quickly, like in the next week. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Uh, all right, but um, how about Gary Sanchez? Nobody wanted Gary Sanchez. This is a guy that couldn't catch on with mm. the Mets. Just to show how freaking the Mets, the the dumpster fire the Mets are this year. Ooh, the Mets um, were were um, they had him, and since he's signed with the the uh, Padres, he's has six home runs, sixteen RBIs batting two fifty five with a nine thirty eight OPS. Wow! And he is just. He's just carrying the Padres right now. He's 2017 Gary Sanchez. With 2017 yeah. Gary Sanchez was phenomenal. And that's what it looks like. Look, sometimes these sometimes these players need a change of scenery. Right. Baseball is a mental game. It, it is it is a mental grind and you know good for Gary Sanchez because I can't imagine the pressure of playing in New York but great story. That's a great pickup. Um I should have picked up on that. Good job on you, man. That's great. All right, so tomorrow's game, it's going to be Josiah Gray versus Frommer Valdez. Uh, Josiah Gray is a young kid. He's actually having great season, 4-5, 3.0 ERA. Frommer Valdez, 6-5, 2.36 ERA. Um, Josiah Gray has faced the Astros before. Altuve has a home run against him, batting 333. Bregman's um, batting 500 and two bats. So small sample size, but we'll take it. And if you're looking at uh, from Valdez, um, not too much. Dickerson in two bats is batting a thousand with three RBIs. So uh, that's a little preview. I think the Astros just need to do a little bit like what they did today, just a little bit earlier offense, so we don't have to stress through the first four innings. Well, but look, I mean, late inning scoring fifth, seventh, and eighth. Dude, I don't mind that. I mean, you put crooked numbers on the board. You didn't score 10 runs. You didn't do double digits. But, look, if you're not able to watch the game like Eric does or like I do, then you want to listen to the game, then you need to realize that they play the Nationals at 7, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, catch every pitch. The Astros' hometown broadcast with the Sirius XM app on the SXM app. Search Astros. Man, what a great game. Bombs galore. That's right. The Honduran hammer and Bombinaldo showed up. I hope we get some incredible jokes this week. That's what I need. I need some incredible jokes, and I need a Kessinger 
kiss off the wall. We need a Kessinger home run this week. How about it, Eric? Uh, I'll take that. Uh, will he even play? I'm sure he will with Dusty Baker making all these. What the heck? Let's throw the, you know what, at the fan uh, type lineup he's been doing. But my name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Coxtros. You can find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And we are at the Lockdown Astros Podcast. And we will see you tomorrow. And go Strokes. Go Strokes. Yes, I'm going tomorrow night. See y'all there.